He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the Monday morning. It is Monday, January the 29th with uh, professional Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. We do have... Uh, pretty much all the markets in the green today so far, except uh, for the small caps. Uh, the Dow is up 33 points, 38,142. Uh, the S&P 500 is up three points to 4,894. The NASDAQ up 14 points. Uh, it's at 15,467. Crude oil's down a dollar fourteen to seventy six eighty seven, despite uh, some pretty good escalation over there in the Middle East. Gold is up five dollars per ounce today to two thousand and twenty two, and uh, I guess market's been helping, being helped along somewhat by a drop in interest rates here. Uh, the ten year is down five basis points to four point one one percent. And, of course, we'll have the Fed meeting this week. Oh, boy. And Bitcoin, (laughs) it can hardly wait. Bitcoin is down $432 to $41,910. So here we go. We're off to the races again here this week. It will be a very busy week. Uh, I want to say about 120 S&P 500 companies will report earnings. Uh, this week, it's a bit of a rough start so far for earnings season. You've got about 25% of the companies that have reported. Uh, we'll go through a little bit more uh, color on that here in a bit. <clears throat> we finished uh, last week pretty much at all-time highs for the Dow, uh, which is above 38,000, and uh, all-time highs for the S&P 500, which is closing in now uh, on 4,900. The NASDAQ had a tough uh, Friday, however, as Intel Intel did not live up to kind of a lot of expectations that were built into that stock. Uh, I think you can also look uh, at last week, and, and definitely Tesla was uh, one of the big disappointments uh, from last week. We'll see how mm-hmm. Tesla does this week. Yeah, and at these PE ratios, as you've mentioned, in terms of the you know, PEs being elevated, uh, you know you've got to you, you can't you, you know you've got to come in and hit the number and and exceed the number, especially on a go forward basis. So. Exactly. Well, the S and P has a three week win streak. So did the Detroit Lions, didn't they? Did they have? <laughs> yeah, gosh, that was that a was terrible a, loss. I was for hoping them. they were. Yeah. Yeah, it was. They uh, looked good for a little while there. They they looked like the better team to me all all around, but uh, some coaching mistakes there and whatnot. Well, anyways, win streak uh, three three week win streak for the S and P five hundred. Uh, a lot of companies going to uh, report uh, this week. Let's just take a look here uh, at where we're at right now in this current earnings season, because I think right now, 
the biggest factor on the market is going to be earnings. Interest rates are pretty much out of the picture right now. Uh, inflation's out of the picture right now. The Fed seems to be out of the picture right now, uh, other than uh, when we'll get the next uh, rate cut. And uh, that means earnings go to the forefront. And I suppose uh, global uh, global developments, world economics, world events, etc. 25% of the S&P 500 companies have reported so far. And we get three great ones tomorrow with the... Uh what Microsoft, Google, and AMD? Yeah, that boy, that'll be, that'll be a fun day, right? That'll be a fun day. Sixty-nine percent have beaten their EPS estimates, or another way of saying that, sixty-nine percent have sandbagged the analyst enough <laughs> to uh, come in and beat the soft shoe uh, uh, the soft shoe guidance that they gave. In addition to this, sixty-eight percent have beaten their sales estimates. Earnings growth for this quarter is now expected to be minus 1.47% versus the same quarter last year, the same comparable quarter, the fourth quarter of 2023. Uh, this has dropped recently. We were expecting a few several weeks ago when we first started all of this, we were expecting a 1.6% gain. Now, it's not over yet, but as we uh, sit here right now, uh, the estimates are for 1.47% drop in earnings <coughs> versus the same time last year. I would say this earnings season is still off to uh, a weak start, uh, and I would also say that uh, with a forward P.E. ratio of 21.20, 21.20, uh, we're trading at a very rich forward multiple. Uh, we could use a little bit more of a correction here in the market uh, to get that multiple more in line, or we'd have to have some monster earnings reports uh, to raise uh, raise those earnings estimates. Uh, and I think probably some kind of a pullback would be the more likely scenario there. Okay, we have a jam-packed market week. You've got the FOMC meeting ending Wednesday. Well, we don't expect much from that. I mean, what are they yeah, going to say? Pre- the press conference is really what it, you know, <laughs> what it all comes down to. The decision, I mean, it's pretty much, I think, uh, on the on the futures is 90, let's see, 96 Point nine percent. That's no change, <laughs> right? So it's going to all be about the uh, the rhetoric and the questions and the uh, in the Fed statement, and then, and then of course in the press conference. And we also get uh, the payrolls on Friday. Yep, numbers uh, in. It's pretty 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 busy week, right? <laughs> well, earnings from Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon. This is the big week: Amazon and Meta. Uh, so that's a lot of uh, market capitalization, uh, $10.5 yeah, right. trillion reporting in uh, this week uh, with the earnings. We get the jolts, uh, which are the job openings. We get the ISM later this week. Uh, so it's going to be a very, very busy week in the market. You might get kind of a quiet day, but things should really pick up uh, tomorrow uh, as those earnings <clears throat> start to roll in. We did have trouble over the weekend. In fact, a major escalation uh, with the attack 
of our troops in Jordan. Uh, we lost three troops, and I think 30 uh, were uh, injured in a drone attack. That's a, that's a definite major escalation there. Uh, you had a ship hit this morning <coughs> by the Houthi rebels in the, uh, the Red Sea. And, in fact, it's considered to be the most significant attack yet as there was major damage uh, done to the ship. Uh, China continues to struggle. I saw the news uh, uh, last night that the Evergrande is going to liquidate what's left of it. Yeah, right. They well, made, for, we have forced to liquidate, which is even, a, yeah, it's a forced, forced liquidation. liquidation. It's, a little, it's definitely even a lower price. Usually. So China's a property market. All the chickens have now come home to roost here, uh, and uh, it's going to do the El Foldo. I was reading that. Uh, oh, I can't remember one of the big, uh, the one of the big Wall Street firms owned a building in Shanghai, and they're selling it for a thirty percent discount. Thirty percent discount uh, for what they bought it for. That real estate market in China is not doing well at all. And China's uh, weakening growth momentum uh, is facing some serious long-term structural issues. They're also putting the halt on short sellers, which uh, is a pretty drastic move. They've implemented curbs on short selling of stocks to firm up their stock market. Well, there are ETFs that go against China. (coughs) There's FXP. Uh, and there's a Yang, Y-A-N-G, which is three times uh, inverse China. After the close of the market tonight, we get Cleveland Cliffs, who tried to step in and buy U.S. Steel. And, uh, you know, U.S. Steel didn't think there would be any chance of that getting by the regulator. So who did they sell to instead? A Japanese company? Mm-hmm, right. Cleveland Cliffs. Yeah, new core too, I think. If I'm not yes, and super microcomputer. Yep. Look up in the sky is a bur- no. It's super <laughs> microcomputer, one of the hottest stocks in the entire market, on the strength of AI, artificial intelligence. It's one that we own, and it is hitting a new all-time high. Yeah, and they'll put their cards on the table today. We'll find out uh, it could go either way. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, what also uh, the other companies on tap to report this week. We'll be right back. Back here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. Looks like the proverbial dead cat bounce, Barry, on Tesla. Uh, (laughs) That's an old expression on Wall Street, you know. A little bit on the morbid side. I remember dissecting a cat in high school. That uh, kind of convinced me I didn't want to be a doctor. Uh, but anyways, and so here you are. Yeah, I do this instead. But I do see dead cat bounces. That means a stock that has just plummeted 
hits the ground and with the thud bounces a little bit, not much. It's up dollar uh, seventy two today. One percent, yeah. uh, just under one percent at the moment at one eight one under one eighty five. Yeah. The big question is, you know, going forward. Look, their sales were up three percent this 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 most recent quarter. Three percent. What kind of growth are they going to see going forward? To me, they're lucky to do ten percent a year now at, at at the level they're at. Uh, let alone the earnings growth, where they've lost money. Actually, well, they've had a drop in earnings the last three quarters. They've had uh, uh, only one quarter. <coughs> we had Q uh, two, which was positive, uh, versus the same quarter last year. But the other three were 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 a lot worse. So they've really come to a standstill. Well, and they've been lowering prices along the way. I mean, that was you know they were fueling some of those uh, some of that demand. And of course, you know, as you uh, as you're cutting into margins, well, then uh, eventually uh, you know earnings suffer. So yep, absolutely. Okay, tomorrow we're going to get earnings from Google. Uh, otherwise known as Alphabet. Alphabet is a major player, obviously, in the uh, uh, in the artificial intelligence AI space. Although they've stumbled around quite a bit as it relates uh, to comp- competing with Microsoft, uh, Microsoft seems to be way ahead of Google right now. But it's hard to argue with uh, Google, one of the magnificent seven. Uh, hitting new all-time highs uh, today. Uh, they will report earnings tomorrow. They've never been one to really have blowout earnings. Uh, we'll see what uh, happens here when they report to tomorrow. Microsoft will report tomorrow. Didn't they become the first three trillion? They mm-hmm. hit three trillion last week, right? Yep, I know it well. Yeah, and then I think <laughs> I believe they're ahead of Apple at the moment, if I'm not mistaken, as uh, as the most valuable company. On Apple is two point nine six trillion. Right. So between those two, you've got a six trillion dollars in market capitalization. Microsoft will report tomorrow. Kind of Super Tuesday is what it looks like yeah, to me. Yeah, Microsoft, Google, AMD, another one uh, that we uh, that we want to keep an eye on. So. Yep, AMD will report tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot built into AMD. It would not surprise me to see AMD to not do as badly as Intel did, but not quite live up to a lot of the hype that's been built into that stock here recently. Uh, AMD will report Mondelez, JetBlue, Pulte Homes, and then on Wednesday, Boeing, which uh, who knows about Boeing these days. Boeing is down around $204 a share these days. Uh, they will report on Wednesday along with that, Qualcomm. I'm sure the earnings call and Q&A will be the most interesting and that, yeah. during that call. so. I think they're going to get grilled a little bit by I the analyst. I would imagine we also Charcoal. get, uh, yeah, we get Novo Nordisk on uh, on Wednesday as well. So. Yes, uh, those analysts will fricassee, charcoal, barbecue, uh, <laughs> rotisserie, bake everything. Qualcomm, Mastercard, Philips sixty six, Corteva, Nutrien uh, on uh, on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, Meta. Uh, the company formerly known as Facebook, along with Amazon. There's a lot of hype around Amazon with them starting to run commercials. 
uh, in Amazon Prime. A lot of people think that's a multi, multi-billion dollar business for Amazon. And uh, that... Uh, yeah, when then Apple, we normally get Apple this <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, Apple. This is really the big week here for tech. A massive week of earnings. Uh, let's see if there's any others here. Uh, Friday, you get Chevron and Exxon Mobil. That's kind of like a big letdown there after going through all of these big yeah. tech stocks. And Regeneron, we get that Regeneron on uh, yeah. on Friday. So and there has been some hype around uh, Regeneron being able to uh, add some of their antibodies capabilities to the uh, weight loss drugs. One of the issues you have with the weight loss drugs is losing muscle mass. <coughs> and as you get older, you really don't want to be losing muscle mass. And maybe uh, Regeneron uh, can help with that issue. That would be a big home run if they can do it. That's another reason why protein is expo- is, is expensive at the moment, too. <laughs> Folks are uh, e- eating more protein when you're on those... Uh, Trying to hang on, on to that those. muscle mass. That's exactly right. So. Well, maybe a little weightlifting. I don't know. Does weightlifting yeah. help? Go I don't check know. Out the cost of pro- go, go, go check out the cost of protein at the uh, in the powder protein on the Costco. Like, yeah, know, I buy mine in... You can tell the... somebody is, is using a bunch of protein. I there. buy mine in the form of a New York strip steak that's yeah, right. pure that's protein not, right there baby that's not cheap either <laughs> and it tastes a heck of a lot better than that powder you ingest amazon prime video getting ads next week you know what look cable tv and it's almost unwatchable with all the ads that you gotta sit through i've pretty much become mm-hmm. a youtuber Unless it's live, live live sports, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can go to YouTube and get around. All those ads are just constant. But somebody's got to pay the bills. The inverse Kramer ETF closes down after a year of trading. Well, you know, I wrote a few uh, things about Kathy Wood in my newsletter over the weekend. Just <coughs> because, <coughs> you know, her, her target price, obviously, on Tesla which is some outrageous number, and her her target price on for Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like a million. Yeah, I forget what the date was, but you know, she said what a million on Bitcoin at some point. Right? And she is getting clobbered again this year. She's down thirteen percent now with uh, the, with uh, the big drop in Tesla. And her her the house of wood is built these days on Coinbase and uh, Roku and Tesla. Those are her three big holdings. The inverse uh, Kathy Woods fund, SARC, <coughs> continues to do well, but uh, the inverse Kramer fund closing down after a year of trading. Yeah, and, the, and the, actually, I think a few few like a month or so ago, the the version that was you know supposed to match um, his uh, his yeah they closed, closed the as long well. Kramer yeah, they closed too. on both sides. Yeah. He's just not controversial enough. Uh, to attract money in an ETF, I saw there was only a couple million dollars uh, in those ETFs, which is not enough uh, to pay the freight in an ETF. The world's largest cruise ship is on the high seas. <coughs> I saw the ads for that thing uh, during the football game. Yeah, huge, right? <laughs> Out of Miami, uh, they're going to, uh, I think they've already launched, I think it's on its yeah. first trip. Yeah, 40 restaurants. Oh, my gosh. That thing was unbelievably uh, huge. Okay, we'll be right back. 
good news out of California. They're playing a dangerous game with climate policy, says Chevron Exact. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Back here to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, with the S&P 500 closing at 4,891 on Friday, it's now up 2.54% since the beginning of the year. And that comes uh, on the heels of a 24.2% gain last year. The uh, consensus uh, target price 12 months out for the S&P 500 is 5,280. That's the consensus. And again, let's let's just call it 4,900 <coughs> is where it's at right now. So there's not a lot of upside potential there in the S&P 500, but it is up 2. Five four percent so far this year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and right. I mean, and you and you continue to, like you said, uh, from a you know, multiple standpoint with your uh, your 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 weekly weekly outlook. Of course, it'll get a jolt. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended, since we get the jolts tomorrow. But um, you'll get a, a lot of. Uh, 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 earnings news this week, as you mentioned, which will uh, will affect that. Uh, we'll see where we're see where we're at uh, in a pretty good way uh, by the uh, by the newsletter coming up this uh, this Saturday. Well, here's what uh, the the street is expecting. The street is expecting growth in earnings this year, 2024, of 11.6 percent versus last year. Uh, last year came in at about $222 per share in earnings, uh, which is barely a new record. Uh, and this year we're looking at about $242 in earnings. And obviously that's why all of these companies that we'll be reporting because they make a, up a big bulk of that. Right, yeah. Of I mean, those you- earnings. Hey, how many how many magnificent sevens, right? Do we have in that list? I mean, uh, you know, almost all of them, except for <laughs> except for well, Nvidia is not there, but uh, and of course uh, Tesla may not be there anymore. No, uh, at, least, at least not at the moment. But yeah, what we've got Apple, Amazon, Meta, AMD, Google, Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then and then one. Uh, and then one, one one weight loss drug manufacturer, which just happens to be what uh, still either them or L- LVMH is the the largest 
company in Europe, Nova Nordisk. Yeah, about 30% of the earnings uh, <laughs> producers are reporting here in the next few days. The Dow... Well. On the same week as the Fed. <laughs> yes, the Dow is up a meager 0.34%. And Boeing hasn't, helped, Boeing hasn't helped that one out. Boeing has and, and Intel have both right, been yeah. uh, tough uh, customers there for the Dow. The NASDAQ, which was up 43.4% last year, is up just 3% this year. And that pretty much goes along with what we said, that because the market finished so strongly in December, it needed to cool off in the month of January. January ends on Wednesday. Uh, and, you know, I mean, look, it was these... cool for a few days at the beginning of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we started of off with a 3 or 4 5% uh, sell-off in the market. Yep. And then the S&P, what I think this is working on, it's, I think this is, what, its third week win streak? So I was looking at January being almost over. I'm like, man, uh, you know, so much for that cool-off. It was about 10, 10 days or so. Yeah, but all in all, I mean, the, the Dow basically flat to begin the year. The S and P up two and a half percent, and the uh, the Nasdaq up two point nine six. Now, the area of the market that finished the strongest in December also was way overblown, way overbought. That was the small caps. The S and P six hundred is down two point one percent year to date. Uh, so uh, you know all of that hope for a small cap rally, it still may happen. But they got so far ahead of themselves in the last two or three weeks of December, it was just crazy. Uh, the mid-caps are down underwater a little bit, down six-tenths of 1%. The Russell 2000, which uh, is kind of the junkyard of, uh, of, of, of beaten up uh, stocks, in my opinion. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's down 2.4%. How's Kathy Wood doing so far this year? She's down 12.3%. Yes, she had uh, a good year last year, but, I mean, people, if you go back a few years ago from the all-time high on ARC funds, that thing is still leaking badly. She's got a badly leaking ARC there, and uh, I don't know if it's built on a very solid foundation, <laughs> and she the, owned, yeah, and the amount she owns of some of those names, right? They're not easy to. It's not an easy position to unwind. No, she always owns a lot of pretty illiquid names that uh, haven't made any money. Okay, the world stock market up three quarters of a percent. That's the total world. The emerging markets down two point three percent. You don't have to look any further than China. China's a big part of the emerging markets. China's down 6% year-to-date. Let's not forget that China was down 17% last year. This is kind of the story that flies under the radar, I think, uh, is uh, this tremendous weakness in China. How can it not uh, have a big impact on the global uh, markets, the global economy? Bitcoin is actually down a little bit. So far this year, after a 155% gain, and that's oh, even gosh. after yeah, that's even after you know all the ETF hype and uh, you know getting uh, you know getting those in place. Uh, of course, you you know, it, it, there, as you mentioned, there's usually 
kind of a behind-the-scenes thing that tends to go on with Bitcoin that really seems hard to predict, but you get, uh, you, know, you had uh, uh, some assets being sold off in the old FTX, uh, uh, you know, liquidation, so you had some selling pressure there on the, on the Bitcoin side, uh, so uh, really that uh, sell the rumor, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, it's kind of a personification of that in terms of what's happened with Bitcoin, at least uh, since that announcement. Yes, and I thought that the bond market also finished way too hot uh, at the end of the year. It's down 1.5%, and, uh, you know, we finished the year last year, the 10-year was a 387 on December 31st. It's back up to 4.16. It's up 29 points. Since the beginning of the year, the bond market has cooled off considerably. Uh, crude oil is up 9.7%. I think you can blame the Hootie Rebels for that. Uh, and gold is uh, pretty flat here. Gold has gone nowhere, really. It's down 2.6%. So, you know, I would just say that the action's pretty much been, I mean, we've had some huge winners here uh, to start uh, 2024. Uh, you'd have to point to the chip stocks. AMD's got to be one of the best stocks in the market so far this year. Uh, ASM Lithography's got to be one of the best stocks in the market this year. NVIDIA's been hitting new highs here recently. It's kind of like the market picked up right where it left off in the middle of December. Yeah, after a little breather um, between uh, the end of December and the beginning of uh, a little bit of the beginning of January, like you said, in terms of the rebalancing and other 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 factors. Yeah, I thought there would be some heavy selling in some of these magnificent seven in the first in January, but I think I've come to the conclusion is, uh, I mean, I see it myself. Where else are you going to go right now? Uh, that's any better? There, there's really not a better choice out there. Uh, in the market well when some of those early entry points now are beginning you know, fi- you know finally about to get into uh you know some you know quote-unquote long-term capital gain territory so it'll see, be interesting to see how some of that plays out too yes but we're not seeing this massive rotation right. a little bit right. a little bit now as of today i have 382 b plus or better ranked stocks in my database of 5,500, we ended the year, there was like a 1,000. It was way too hot. The market was so hot, you couldn't even touch it. It was ridiculous. And uh, it's cooled off considerably. Uh, I have 198 A-plus momentum stocks right now. A lot of those are in the biotech sector. Uh, there's been some M&A action uh, in uh, in the biotech sector, and you get a lot of patent cliff of uh, uh, you know, companies like Merck, uh, Bristol Myers, uh, Johnson and Johnson. All three of those have some significant, you know, money making drugs that are about to, you know, that are <laughs> that they need to yeah. refill that pipeline, and that's where you get those small biotechs bought up. And I will say this: I mean, last week, a couple of the stocks of the week for me were the two weight loss drugs. Novo Nordisk ended with a breakout to the upside, and Lilly also finished very strong last week. Well, we'll take a look underneath the surface of the market when we come back.
And welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. I see that uh, iRobot, the merger with Amazon, they abandoned that merger. Uh, Yeah, that's hurting iRobot today. And I also see that Tesla's rival Boyd, the Chinese stock, their earnings fall short as EV demand softens. And that's definitely a trend that uh, we're seeing. Uh, Boy, you go downstream on those EVs and get down into the Rivians and the Polestars, and the uh, you know the others, they look really horrible. Those charts, market's about the same as uh, where it opened. Really, it almost seems like uh, kind of wants a little bit more of the the big news that's coming beginning tomorrow uh, before it makes any real big commitments one way or another. In the Dow, uh, Visa. <clears throat> you know, I looked at Visa this morning because they reported earnings last week. Visa's having a good day. It's up 1.5%. I show 70% upside potential. I like 75, 80 or more. Visa almost makes it, but that's definitely one of the best stocks uh, in the Dow right now, uh, Visa. And, of course, uh, American Express reported on Friday it had a really good report, and uh, it still looks very good. It's pulling back just a little bit here today. Uh, in the Dow, and then the other one in the Dow, Salesforce, which uh, is also one of the best stocks, hitting a new uh, 52-week high today. It's not that's cheap. A nice chart for that one. Yeah, that's the problem there, not the cheapest of software stocks. No, and then Microsoft is up 0.6%. Believe it or not, it's an all-time high on Microsoft. Microsoft has never been uh, above $400 per share. Until last week, it's never been above $3 trillion in market capitalization. Uh, Until last week, Microsoft uh, is the other, uh, it's up a half a percent. On the downside in the Dow, Intel, it got got creamed on Friday. It was down 10%. It's selling off more today. It's down 2%. Got way too far ahead of itself, in my opinion, uh, the hype was ahead of the uh, of the actual uh, products that uh, are being touted over there, uh, and Intel is bringing the Dow down today, and DuPont is down uh, 1.4% today, so those are the losers in the Dow. Uh, on the NASDAQ, Tesla's the best tech winner, and, and Western Digital, I would say Adobe's one of the better-looking stocks here, Today, uh, Adobe is up 2%. I think Adobe reports this week. Let me just look. Adobe, no, Adobe doesn't report for quite some time. But uh, that's a good report out there on Adobe, or a good uh, chart today. Workday is also a very good, solid uh, uh, software stock (laughs) in the NASDAQ. It's having a good day today. It's up uh, 1.6%. <laughs> now, most of these tech stocks, you know, where I require 75 to 80% upside potential, most of them are riding right in the 65 to 70 range. So they're not quite there from a valuation point of view. Uh, we still own a lot of them. Finding uh, places to put new money uh, is a little bit tough. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. 
Uh, that tells you that the market's a little bit on the high side today, a little bit, or, or right now, a little overbought. But having said that, you know, I think I, I, I put, I, I found two new ones last week yep. uh, that I put money in. Two, okay, Regeneron. And added to, and added to a few. And added to quite a few. Regeneron's up uh, 1.2% today. Uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, that's been one of the great biotechs, really has over the years. Uh, they made some major breakthroughs in macular degeneration. That's now a $104 billion company, uh, and uh, they are hoping to uh, maybe enhance uh, the weight loss uh, drugs. Did you say that Lilly reports this Yeah, week? no. Well, I know Novo Nordisk does on Wednesday. I don't believe no, Lilly does. No, okay. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, no, it's actually Feb- February the 6th. Yep. Yeah, we Novo got Nordis. We got the other half of uh, yeah. of the weight loss story and Regeneron at the end of the week, who's been you know helping with some of the manufacturing, right? So. Yes, and you know that's a great chart on Novo Nordisk NVO, and uh, I'm just going to look at the valuation. I think it still I think it still fits within my framework there. Novo uh, on the upside potential side. Uh, yeah, it still has about the 80 percent upside potential. Uh, that's been one of the great stocks of all time, Novo Nordisk, and now obviously going head to head with Louis Vuitton, LVMH for the most valuable company over there, right? Yes, and Lilly for uh, the the weight loss. Okay, the value. Let me look at the valuation here really quickly. Uh, the value grade is B. And the valuation shows 84% upside potential. So that's still in my wheelhouse. There you go. See how that works? All right. If you'd like to get two free weeks of the newsletter, I put a lot of work into it this weekend. <coughs> I had some issues with PDF this, this weekend. I could not get that thing compressed. Finally figured it out uh, Sunday morning. But, man, I'll tell you what. Sometimes they change things. <laughs> yeah, and when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. No, in these programs, I didn't change anything. They changed something right. uh, over there at Adobe. <laughs> so I'm pretty mad at Adobe. I don't know. Maybe it was me. Maybe I did something. But, uh, you know, there's a limit on a, the size of a file that you can send out, and I just could not get that thing down. I didn't do anything different. Finally, I found a program that compresses it even further. It was a free program. But, man, I was pulling my hair out on uh, on Saturday uh, trying to get that thing out to the folks. But I got it out there. You can get two free weeks at GundersonCapital.com. If you'd like to set up an appointment with us, uh, 855-611-BEST. You just don't want to be in a lot of these duds, uh, the, the soggy stocks of yesteryear. Uh, there's plenty of them. That's the vast majority of the market actually is mediocre. And, uh, you know, the the good, vibrant ones, uh, those are the ones that we try to uh, hover around and be invested in. And uh, they're around, but you have to work hard to find them. Uh, and uh, you have to be very vigilant uh, once you own them. Give us a call at 855-611-BEST or get two free weeks of the newsletter at GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 